he was alive, and then the stabber was dead. Oh, the police are saying, great job. What do you say to that, Sheriff? I love it when a plan works, and it's called the Second Amendment. And, uh, of course, the, the gun-grabbing media uh, and the politicians will run and hide from this story uh, because they're liars, and they don't want people to know the truth. Other than that, hey, there you go. But I call them rape me not, stab me not, whatever you want to call them. They're not assault weapons, ladies and gentlemen, because this guy no. didn't assault anybody. In fact, he stopped the assaults from occurring. And this is what Fox, this is what all the mainstream press people need to tell you. You know what? Nine times out of ten or more, when a good person with a gun is around, it stops the bad guys every time. That is the key yep. quintessential understanding we need to take away from this piece. Also, James O'Keefe is out. At Project Veritas, there's a big battle. The investors want him to stay, uh, but the board wanted him gone because I guess a couple of employees are saying that he's not very kind and nice and easy to work for. Uh, I don't know the truth, but I know this. He's done some incredible reporting and revealed some interesting factual data that we wouldn't have had otherwise, Sheriff. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, you know, uh, maybe people who are just trying to get things done are not very nice or kind when they uh, roll into a, a huge mess. So, you know what? More power to him. Everybody needs to be patient and kind in return. Have Amen courage to that. and be kind. Ladies and gentlemen, oftentimes, whenever things are difficult or whenever things are tough to manage or handle, it's very difficult to just be really patient and gentle and kind. And especially when you're trying to make changes. It's very difficult to do so. So I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Speaking of that, the judge wasn't very kind to Bill Clinton, was he, Sheriff? Uh, no. Uh, and that's the way it is when you're on the wrong side. But uh, too many times the courts uh, side with the presidents, whether they're right or wrong. And I was really afraid of that when I sued Clinton. Uh, so, uh, And we barely won, 5-4 split, but... It was a victory nonetheless and a huge landmark decision. And, and I actually have a quote this morning, not from the decision, but from some of the uh, one from the father of the Constitution, James Madison, who gave a lot of emphasis to uh, our lawsuit. And you know this well because we use this uh, in one of our national conventions uh, as the theme. And that is erecting the barriers. Uh, this quote I have memorized. Uh, James Madison said the purpose of uh, the state legislatures, which goes on beyond the state legislature because it means the state. So county, cities, legislators, sheriffs, and all downstream folk, all of if them. you will. That's correct. And so his quote is in uh, in the book. I put quotes right at the very inside. And here's the one from James Madison, because it reinforces what uh, the 10th Amendment is. <clears throat> we can safely rely, quote, we can safely, safely rely on the disposition. That means their nature of state legislatures. Let me start that again. I interrupted myself. We can safely rely, safely rely on the disposition of state legislatures to erect the barriers against the encroachments of the national authority, end quote. 
That means we're supposed to be the check and balance on federal authority instead of allowing the federal government to be the only only entity that determines how far and broad their authority goes. That is not true. It is a lie. And, and we need to get back to a constitutional federal government. And the states must be part of that. Amen to that. And by the way, Sheriff, it's interesting to me. A lot of our naysayers claim that we dabble in unsubstantiated legal theory or doctrine that's not proven or they find some constitutional so, so-called expert that you know works at a university or this and that. And I would remind them that Sheriff Mack won at the Supreme Court. And in that Supreme Court win where Sheriff Mack won, I don't know how much more legal you can get than winning at the Supreme Court of our land, but there you go. Uh, in that court case win for Sheriff Mack over Bill Clinton, um, it pointed to other court cases doubling down on the point. Now Sheriff Mack is referring to the founding fathers that hammer the same point home. How many times do we have to point out founding fathers' statements plus legal precedents plus Sheriff Mack's win to say that we're not dabbling in legal theory, Sheriff? Yeah, that's right. And when I was working with Sheriff Rogers on his case back 12 years ago or so, when he was standing against the FDA, uh, who was uh, victimizing a, an Amish farmer in his county, uh, we actually came up with uh, four or five different uh, Supreme Court decisions that diminished the power and role and authority of the federal government. Uh, one was the Lopez decision. One, of course, was the Mac Prince case, uh, ours. Uh, one was uh, Bond versus U.S. Um, and and there's a few others. And it's just it's just plain as the nose on your face. The federal government has stolen and usurped a lot of powers that the states just went along with and fell asleep. And most of them just go along because the states that have uh, Democrat governors and Democrat legislatures will go along with the Democrat uh, president and, and his administration. Same thing with the Republicans. They'll do the same for a Republican. And, and thus, again, the warning from Washington that a two-party system would be the bane of American liberty. Amen to that reality check. Speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, our naysayers, in addition to the debate about legal precedent and reality checks, uh, they want us to believe that there's no election fraud. And every time we say there's election <laughs> fraud, they say, no, there's not. Where's your proof? You don't have any proof. You guys babble in uh, uh, allegations and conspiracy theory, and you dabble in uh, what you wish to be. And, you know, you guys are like a clown show. But, ladies and gentlemen, we've documented many, many, many cases, and we will continue to do so. There's a sheriff, ladies and gentlemen. He announces, quote, New 2020 voter fraud charges. TheEpicTimes.com with that piece. You say, oh, that's not good enough, Sam. We don't like the Epic Times. All right, how about KCRA TV and radio in California then? Um, San Joaquin County, count, uh, California County Sheriff officials announce voter fraud charges against Lodi, that's a city, council member, Shaker Khan. KCRA. Here's the uh, press conference from the sheriff. Again, once again, uh, good afternoon. Thank you everyone for being here today on such short notice. Um, 
I'm here today to inform you about an investigation that's been going on with us for quite some time now. And it led to the arrest of uh, Lodi City Council member Shakir Khan today at approximately 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, this investigation came to our attention in two different ways. One, through the current investigation against Councilman Shakir Khan that he's been going to court through that you all know about, and also by our private citizens here in San Joaquin County who have been concerned over uh, our election process here in our county and in our state and in our country. And uh, so uh, they have brought some things to our attention that we acted on, and uh, all this led to our final investigation here in the outcome today. I want to make it clear that this investigation has only uncovered criminal activity in our county here in a local election. It has nothing to do, it had no impact on any state or federal elections that we know of at this time. Um, our investigation uncovered that Councilman Shakir Khan has attempted to undermine, manipulate, and violate one of our most fundamental rights here in our country and that is the right to free and fair elections. I would like to note that it appears Councilman Shakir Khan has targeted members of his own community, our Pakistani community in the North County, and we are doing everything we can to work with them to make sure that they are protected and that any damage done to them or their families is corrected by this man's actions. So I will be turning it over now to Captain Art Hardy and Lieutenant Theodore Andrew Theodore, to uh, go through some of the uh, uh, stuff that I told you about that we have here, the evidence, and then I may interject myself in when I, I see something that I want to comment on that they're going through. So I'll turn it over to Captain Hardy. All right, that's all we need because it's a 52-plus minute reality check, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going to tell you right now, the sheriff of San, uh, of this county, basically, San Joaquin County proves why. It shows once again why sheriffs are the solution. Listen, the sheriff, listen to people complaining in his county. You're talking about citizens, ladies and gentlemen. He then followed up on the evidence presented, the probable cause and beyond by citizens, and then he did his job to investigate. Now, you'll notice that he did not turn it over to the state police. He didn't turn it over to, quote, federal officers. This happened inside his county. And so his office investigated. Oh, this county sheriff. America's last hope, Sheriff Mack. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I was, I was, I've been talking to you about this uh, uh, press conference and sheriff's investigation. Uh, I talked to Catherine about it. I uh, talked to several other people about it. I emailed it to quite a few different people, all our staff. Uh, and it's amazing as you go through this, how powerful and humble this sheriff is. Uh, he's just doing, as a matter of fact, his job. Uh, he doesn't need to turn it over to anybody else, as you alluded to. He uh, saw a crime that was committed in his county. They did an investigation. During that investigation, a citizen, a citizen, Sam, went to the voter rolls and found 71, and that's what the captain was going to explain, 71 different registrations 
that uh, had an address to his home, to the suspect's home. That means well, let's be clear: he, the suspect uh, and the elected official's home. Yes, uh, that, that's more vote fraud than even than even Joe Blow. This is the guy that's an, already elected, and he's committing election fraud, and he gets caught, ladies and gentlemen, by citizens and the sheriff working together, ladies and gentlemen. This is really important. This is a powerful example to the nation. Okay, this is exactly. really really important, folks. Yes, this is classic, uh, 100%, the program that we have established with True the Vote that every sheriff and citizens in every county should be doing. Is there voter fraud in every county? We don't know, but we want to know. And CSPOA uh, director in California has already been doing this. Jack Frost and some of our other people there with him uh, in several different counties, we've already been doing this. And that is canvassing door to door uh, to people's homes and asking them uh, to compare voter rolls and registrations with their addresses. And then they go and ask them, would you sign an affidavit that you didn't really have 71 people from your home voting. And the, these happen quite a bit all across the country. True the Vote has put this out. There are mountains of evidence of voter fraud, and we just simply need now more sheriffs like Sheriff Withrow from San Joaquin County in California, folks. If we can have sheriffs in California doing this, we can do it nationwide, and we need to do it nationwide. Look at the voter rolls like this common, ordinary, powerful citizen did, turned it over to the sheriff with now even more evidence uh, against this city councilman for election fraud, and he's already been arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, we commend Patrick Withrow Sheriff and his whole sheriff's office. We, along with yes. True the Vote, speaking of True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht, President, welcome, and what's your first comments? Uh, you know, uh, Sheriff Mack, when I talked with you over the weekend and, and we were both just being made aware of what had happened in San Joaquin and it, yeah. it's just, it's so wonderful to see the, the citizens working with sheriffs and, and a process that we have long talked about just trying to, um, make people aware of, uh, has been great. So it's, I just think it's, this is a, this is a whole new day. Now, this is interesting because there's multiple overlapping investigations in this, Sheriff. This city council member in Lodi, California, was arrested on election fraud-related charges. Now, it turns out that this started out, this Shacker Khan guy, he was doing all kind of things. He was basically fleecing his own people, so to speak, because he took advantage of the fact that they didn't know English and they didn't understand the voting process. And this... Basically, pretending he was a fictitious person, he literally uh, had multiple ballots in his possession. There's a lot to this, folks, to the point where this whole 55-minute or 52-minute press conference really doubles down. you got to be careful because there's multiple investigations here. This guy was not only guilty of election fraud, but a lot of other uh, problematic things as well. 
But now Khan says he did not resign his city council seat, even though the city claims they have documented signed evidence that he did. So that debate is going on. Now the attorney says the presumption of innocence for Shaker Khan still applies. And I guess my response is if you sign a document saying you're resigning over this, uh, you put a little bit of a problem, a little bit of gimp in your get along is what I would say about, you know, saying that you didn't resign. <laughs> but Shaker Khan though targeted members of his own community, the Pakistani community in Lodi. Uh, anyway, it's, this is just amazing, the details that the sheriff goes into. And the reason we focus so much on this is, one, to those of you who say there's no election fraud and there's no proof and you guys are up at the night and you're a clown show and where's your evidence, there it is. Um, if you say to us, well, how do you do these investigations? This 52-minute um, press conference from the sheriff's office Proves that local county sheriffs have the authority to do this. Proves the DA, when willing to go along, is the key to the exercise. And most importantly, has the details where we can pattern other sheriff's investigations after this one, Catherine. Look, absolutely, yes. Um, You know, when when we did the the geospatial research with Thousand Mules, and, and as I've often said, the, the movie was the result of so many other things going wrong that finally we had to take the evidence and say, would somebody just look at this? Because at the time, I am embarrassed to say, we didn't, at True the Vote didn't understand that the sheriffs would have been the best first place to start. And and although in, the, in some of the jurisdictions where we were looking, maybe sheriffs would or would not have been inclined, what we uh, we would have been better off starting there than what we did, which was starting with the attorney general and, and the FBI. And, and in hindsight, you know, that was just a disaster. And it got so political so quickly. And then, and then past that, we got to, to this place of, you know, once the public knew what we were doing, they were like, well, show us your evidence, show us everything. And we were kind of straddling this fence of, of we don't want to talk about everything because that will spoil investigations if if they are to ever occur you know it will become a a, a sort of tainted lot and we don't want to we don't want to go down that path either and so another thing i think that we learned from the san joaquin um, investigation is is the confirmation that these these types of um these processes these investigations take a very long time it is very grand it's you know, it's sort of, it, it comes slowly and then all at once, right? It's very granular to, to line it all up. And, and I think it's also important to, to remember that, you know, with, with, with elections tightening cycle upon cycle, the, 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 the gap between, you know, key races just gets narrower and narrower. You don't need a whole lot of fraud. You just need a little bit in the right places. And so when you have inaccurate voter rolls, mail out ballots and and in California of course you know open season on ballot harvesting it's a free for all and it and it's incumbent upon citizens if we want to stop this if we want to better our process we better doggone figure it out and working with the sheriffs is the best way to do it and keep it local and hope to get action sometime you know this millennia nope. we're going to have to do something now, to it's clear it. government's not going to do it To make this very clear, too, the reason that this one was successful, ladies and gentlemen, and you citizens wonder why we get stuck. Why is Darleaf stuck? Why is Sheriff Schmeling stuck? 
because they don't have a DA that's yeah. willing to stand up. In this case, all right, in San Joaquin County, California, the DA was willing to look at the evidence and the person in the county that deals with voter registrations was willing to look into it. The sheriff clearly said this is not political. This is not partisan. This is, we need the truth here. Um, look, you're not under any investigation or indictment, county uh, registrar, if you will. Uh, none of you. We just need to know what happened here. And so they all came to the table to work on this together, and they found election fraud and made an arrest. Now, to all of you who understand the sheriff is the key, we agree. But you've got to have the DA. You can't do it with only one branch of government. When we come back, we're going to have uh, Catherine respond to that. And then we're going to get into a couple of quick details of Catherine's got some incredible wins we'll talk about, too. Then she's got to fly. She's in a hurry today, but she made time for us. And we're eternally grateful for all of her work. We'll talk to Catherine Engelbrecht, truthevote.org in seconds. You are watching the Sheriff Mack Show on Brideon TV. Treasure Island coins and precious metals. Mike Adams of naturalnews.com says, 2020 has shown us that we must prepare for the unexpected. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your fiscal security during the coming financial pandemic. Shipments of real gold and silver are delivered safely, discreetly, and securely right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. Riots, recession, food prices, gas prices, violation of our liberties. These issues are keeping Americans awake at night. Sleepless nights aren't good for your health. Millions are suffering from sleep gap disorder. I'm Dr. Steve Hodson, and I have a natural solution to overcome this dreaded sleep gap disorder, my proprietary sleep formula. One capsule of sleep formula will help you achieve a great night's sleep for as little as 75 cents per night. Visit our website, physiciansprefercevitamins.com, and enter the promo code SLEEPNOW. It's hard to stand up against tyranny when you're tired. Pray for our country and get a good night's sleep. support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com
All right, ladies and gentlemen, the good sheriff, Sheriff Richard Mack, CSPOA.org. Become a member of the posse today. By the way, we revamped our website. It's incredible. Check it out, CSPOA.org. But, Catherine, I was making the point right before the pause. Catherine Engelbrecht with us, True the Vote. Uh, you know, you can't just arrest even if the sheriff wants to. You've got to have – there's checks and balances in America. And you've got to get the DA involved or the district attorney. You've got to get all the branches of government involved if you want to prosecute properly uh, in America. In this case, they even had the, uh, the county um, registrar or whatever you want to call her um, for uh, people to become registered to vote. And they talked her into getting involved saying, look, this is not an attack against you. We don't know what went wrong, but we don't believe you're at fault. And they literally pinned it on the state's registration system that really has no checks and balances. Anybody in their dog can sign up to register to vote. And that is the problem. They uncovered so much information on this. It is shocking. But that's what it takes to accomplish this, Catherine. You're exactly right. And and although I will say that California's system is a little more challenging than than many other states, uh, every state has a level of of this same type of dysfunction. And and you know I just can't say enough good things about the way that investigation unfolded and, and the way that they've handled it because by all accounts, citizens took the information to the to the to the sheriff who then went. Uh, in a very neutral capacity to both to the DA and to the county registrar and said, you know, as you've just stated, Sam, this is what we're finding. Let's just look at it together. And you take all the animus and all the politics out of it. Either the data is good or the data is not. Either it's legal or it's not. And that is a way that if you approach Either crimes were committed or they were not. Or they weren't. Or they weren't. And if you approach yeah. this very methodically – um, and, and very um, professionally is the word that comes to mind. Don't make this into a big political, you know, uproar. It's just about process and data and the law. And and that is a way I believe that that you can find 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 opportunities to get DAs and others that maybe aren't uh, particularly aligned politically. But if they're if if they're there to do the, you know do their jobs, they're going to come alongside. It, you know, we we see this Amen. in L.A. County. I mean, it's a struggle, but we we're seeing it in L.A. County on our conic information right now. So they're trying. Imagine California taking the lead. And to those of you who say we have no evidence, <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. What do you say to that, Sheriff? Yeah, well, it, it's it's obvious that the sheriff did a very professional uh, and a key word neutral. He wasn't out to go after anybody or any party. He was investigating a crime, exactly doing his job uh, and uh, writing, uh, helping us <laughs> write the manual as to how this should happen nationwide. What a great example Sheriff Withrow has been on this. Uh, I haven't tried to call him yet. I'm going to uh, yesterday being a holiday. Uh, they were closed and uh, whatnot, but I am going to reach out to him. And, and I don't care if he wants a pack with CSPOA or he wants a meeting or he wants to be a member. I don't care. I want sheriffs doing exactly this and that's uh, where it begins and where it ends. Uh, this is what we're after. Uh, we don't care if they carry the insignia of CSPOA. Uh, that's, that's up to him. What we care about is that crimes such as these are investigated and prosecuted. That's it.
Amen to that. Now, the wins don't stop here. Catherine, you had an incredible win in court, and you've got more coming up, right? Yes. Yeah, so we're currently involved in five different lawsuits that um, all have critical, critical matters at stake that will uh, impact us all as, as voters and citizens and our rights to speak freely and to uh, assemble. And, and of course, I, what you're likely referring to last week uh, of the continued carousel of lawsuit activities. Um, last week, we had uh, a federal judge in Houston recuse himself from a case of, uh, of, of called Conic v. True, a, a um, software elections election software company out of Michigan that sued us for defamation and there's a lot more to that story. Anyway, he recused himself, which gave us another opportunity for a what we hope to be a, a more fair and balanced hearing that had not been. Why, why going would he on do that if everything's on the up and up, Catherine? Why? What the heck is that for? <laughs> yeah, I think that you know after he put us in prison, which is another story, um, and then the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, in a very strongly worded. Uh, recension of that of that directive from the court which got us out of prison he had put us in, in federal prison without bond uh the, the the fifth circuit court was was pretty straightforward in saying that a judge should not litigate on behalf of the plaintiffs and um with that we thought long and hard about it Wait, imagine still, imagine but, that they shouldn't litigate on yeah. behalf of the plaintiffs what the heck's going it, on it around was, here sheriff it it, it was tough yeah it was tough, but we're, we're we're hopeful that this is going to put things back on the on the right on the right trail. Well, Sam, that was exactly okay. what I had said when you and I were trying to get Catherine and Greg out of prison. <laughs> we had said <laughs> the judge is jumping the gun, putting somebody in prison before they even go to trial. Uh, you know, and and for him to say what they have to divulge before there's even discovery. Before there's even preliminary hearings, he's saying that Catherine and Greg have to divulge all their sources right now at the very beginning. And the the judge just needs to relax and let the process flow and and see if that is actually necessary as uh, pertinent uh, to the to the outcome of the case. And he doesn't even know that yet. He doesn't even know what's happening yet. It's just got on his desk. First thing he does, as soon as he sees the court case, is he goes after Greg and Catherine and puts them in prison. What, uh, 10 days? Yeah, 10 days in solitary. It was tough. Oh, man, oh, man. But the good news is we're seeing more and more wins. So that was an incredible win. So to all of you who say there's no evidence, why are judges recusing themselves Put that in your pipe and smoke it. We'll see where that leads. But all I can tell you is that's very, very fascinating. And it doesn't smack of no conflict of interest. It doesn't smack of uh, appropriate um, behavior by judges in this case. It makes you wonder what the heck is going on. But now you guys are, uh, what, going to release some discovery? This is uh, the week that will will first reveal our, our rounds of discovery and, and uh, there's a backstory there too, interestingly, because it should have been the, the plaintiff that was marching the ball down the field to get to discovery. And instead they have, they have not wanted any part of discovery and we have been pushing for it. So, uh, there's been some legal 
you know, some legal book somewhere, there's a, there's a, something established that sets a, sets a, a barrier past which if, if no schedule is set up for discovery, then the defendants can begin the process. And that's where we are at. It's, we are forcing, let's go, let's show you why we are saying what we're saying, because we're right. It's true. Across the board, everything we've been involved with has been right and true. We look forward to the opportunity to let this be public. And, and what's going to be filed, in my understanding, is will be public later this week. My concern, though, All is right. didn't they shop a judge in the first place for some of this, though? So I don't know about a change of venue, but I look at this and go, <laughs> wow. Um, we need honor in the courts. The issue is honesty, Catherine. Yeah, it, uh, you know, you said it, Sam. We, we, they, the, the judge on the same day that he was, uh, that he took this case, he, he's a senior judge, so he came out of retirement effectively to take this case. Um, the same day, he, he issued an ex parte TRO, meaning a temporary restraining order against us without ever even notifying us. I read about it in the paper, and that set in motion a series of bizarre events that, um, you know what I can say now, though, is that he's recused himself, and it, look, it's been a, it's been a nightmare. But he's so recused wait a minute, you come out of and... retirement and then recuse yourself? That is doubly strange, <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, it's um, it, but but the judge that has uh, now been assigned to the case has a sterling reputation and is is just a, a very law and order guy, no nonsense, and we're very hopeful that this will be a, become an honest hearing, uh, something that hasn't been to this point. But once the facts are laid bare, America will understand why we were willing to go to prison and um, just how serious this matter really is. I love it. The judge, Kenneth Hoyt, recused himself after coming out of retirement to take the case. I would like Discovery to tell me what brought him out of retirement in the first place. Why him? Why come out of retirement? And then what are the real details of why you recuse yourselves? Hopefully that will be in the discovery as well, ladies and gentlemen, because this is serious. But the motion was granted today, and that's very rare. That just highlights, in my opinion, the gravity of this matter, Sheriff Mack. Yeah, he, he won't have to, he, he won't have to say why he did it uh, necessarily, although that's kind of a natural thing people are going to wonder. Uh, to me, that's the way part of discovery me, though. Cause what if, what if, uh, uh FBI and Twitter got discovery, it? No, it's not part of discovery. It's discoveries, what both sides have evidentiary wise and why yeah, the judge left. Twitter and, and FBI is involved in it and they told him to do that. And well, just kind of wondering. Well, if, if, if they did, but, uh, he still, he still doesn't have to say anything, uh, if he doesn't want to, but obviously it's what everybody's going to be wondering about. Why did you step down? Maybe he just realized his, his own bias and, uh, obviously putting two people in prison that should have never gone, uh, is something that's weighing on him. Uh, he's got plenty to deal with, believe me, but, uh, he, he won't be part of discovery. Um, yeah, I think but one other thing his socks off though. I'll tell you that right now though. You come out of retirement and recuse yourself. Yeah. Who the heck do you think you are? <laughs> King Thug in a robe? Very I mean, good Catherine, point though. Very heck? good point, Sam. Yeah, no But you're me. right, Sheriff. From That's a discovery point of view, it has no place because they always narrow court issues, narrow, 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 and it never gets beyond what they want to focus on. Sad but true. Yeah. But we're at a precipice, Catherine. Uh yes. I mean there's there are there are so our our system elections have been allowed to 
weakened to a place that now it is incumbent upon citizens to take responsibility for what's happening in their communities to to have that that sort of I'll call it the San Joaquin effect. Take a look at what's going on in your community and shore up your process. It does not matter about the party. It's the protection of the process because it is being eroded in ways that limit the ability for accuracy in the voter rolls, limit the ability, the checks and balances for those ballots that are coming in and whether or not they're they're legal in so many respects, uh, limit the awareness of an intervention like we're seeing in Connick that, that was uh, part of a of a of a multinational um well I'll leave it there because it's it's going to be it's going to be coming out in um active litigation but now it's now is the time that every citizen needs to realize that we have a stake in this cuz government is not going to fix itself by itself we have got to make this yeah. a priority and then government will re- respond Roger that. We know you're flat out of time, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to have you longer, but we know you're busy as could be. TrueTheVote.org, ladies and gentlemen, get involved today. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks, and thanks so much for everything that CSPOA does. Thanks, you guys. You're the best. Thank you. We're all aboard. Thanks, Catherine. By the way, ready for the next headline, Sheriff Mack? Go for it. Turns out that Fox News was beat up by Dominion. Then all the information came out where the Fox News hosts believed that Donald Trump and Mike Lindell and all of us were kooky as nuts and all that came out and everybody laughed at us. Well, now here it is. Ready? Huge Fox News filing in court shows Dominion Voting Systems executives, including Eric Coomer, who I'll tell you who Eric is in a second. They knew that its voting systems had major security issues, was hacked and was riddled with bugs. Yeah, Joe Hoft, thegatewaypundit.com with this piece. So just weeks before the 2020, interestingly enough, a presidential election, Dominion's Director of Product Strategy and Security, that's who Eric Coomer is, just so you know, he acknowledged in private that our, quote, SHIT is just riddled with bugs. That's according to the brief that was filed in 2019, Coomer noted that our products suck, he said. He lamented that almost all of Dominion's technological failings were due to our, listen, complete, and then he uses the F up, in installation. In other words, our systems are bogus from the start. They know it. They admitted it. Court now proves it. In another instance, he identified a critical bug leading to incorrect results, ladies and gentlemen. And that's according to Kubert email, January 5th, 2018, they knew about this. He went on to note that it does not get much worse than that. Yeah. And um, he said, we could resolve our errors, but we don't address our weaknesses effectively, he continues. All this came out in court while Dominion tried to attack Fox. And now we find out the executives literally knew and are saying exactly what we've been saying the whole time, but getting mocked by government and the media and everybody else. And now the truth shall make us free. Sheriff? Sam, that's a, the, uh, to say that's a huge story is the understatement of the year. 
because that is exactly what we've been saying all along, is that these Dominion sh- machines are not infallible. Uh, every machine can be hacked. There's a history of hacking these machines and all voter machines, uh, voter tabulation machines. And Dominion trying to act like, and the national media trying to act like Dominion machines are immune from being hacked. This is, this, that's a world, that's a worldwide headline of monumental proportions that anybody could say their machines, their tabulation machines cannot be hacked. And yet that is exactly what the propaganda was feeding us. But they and the knew propaganda it could be machines hacked. We're doing that. And Court oh, yeah. proves it. Of course. So what do you mean? Listen, I don't know why they came out with that. Uh, proves I don't, it. I don't know if that was discovered by someone else. And so the, the Dominion people said, we better come out with the truth now so we don't get charged for perjury later. Uh, that's the only reason I can think that they ever came out with that at this point. Amen. I think you're right as rain. But I'll tell you this, it's fascinating. The mainstream press not talking about any of the cases that we're bringing up. The fact that Catherine Engelbrick and those guys literally forced a judge to recuse himself, that we uh, have proof of election fraud and arrest in San Joaquin County, California, via the sheriff, and that now even Fox has proven Their filing in court shows that Dominion voting systems knew full well everything we're saying is true. Friends, as Catherine Engelbrecht stated so well, we stand at a precipice. We can participate in returning our country to its roots, or we can stand silently as tyranny takes hold. It's up to us. Those are the only two choices we have, and we the people need to double down and start taking this seriously, Sheriff, because there is evidence everywhere, just like we said it was, and now the truth is on our side. So to all you mainstream press, to all you FBI and government wonks, professional do-gooders that lie and cheat and steal and manipulate and then mock uh, those of us who want truth, honor, and integrity, put that all in your pipe and smoke it because we're coming after you, and this ain't nothing but the beginning uh, what do you say? It's the, it's the uh, breach in the dam, so to speak, Sheriff, because I predict that more and more evidence will come out faster. Uh, what do they call it? Fast and furious, to pardon a term. It'll yeah. come out like you wouldn't believe yeah. now as we continue to advocate for over 3,000 sheriffs to stand up and investigate and do what's right. And if there's nothing there, by all means, let's be proud and happy yeah. there's nothing there. But if there is something there, let's clean it up. Let's restore trust and faith in the system. Last point, those who claim, ladies and gentlemen, falsely that we're eroding trust in the system, uh, I think not. When Dominion lies and tells you their vote machines are safe and stable and anybody who says otherwise is a liar and should be sued and is a conspiracy theorist, now you know the truth. They're the ones eroding trust in the system, Sheriff, and they've done so all along. Well, back to San Joaquin County's uh, investigation. They said this is not statewide investigation. This is not involving a statewide uh, election. This is not involving the national election. Great. Maybe it will have some impact on that. Maybe it doesn't yet. I don't care. This is election fraud at its zenith. This is an investigation done very professionally and Yes, this is a huge slap in the face of those who have been saying 
Election fraud doesn't exist. You're an election denier, Sam. Mac is an election denier. No. Wait a minute. When you told me that the Dominion systems the were not broken, you were denying that fact that came out in court. When you told yes. me that there was no election fraud and we have arrests, you denied the truth. I'm not denying anything. I'm just simply telling the yeah. truth, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We need to really understand this. Now, let me just say this. It's my kind of last point on this topic, if you will. The election bureaucracy has spent what? How many years now do I want to say? Two years, four years, six years, eight years? Preaching lies, censoring anyone who challenges the lies. And now they're eventually coming around to admit the same truths they've been previously denouncing the whole time. Yeah. Right? And the, the question is, the, the question is, what is really going on in the world? Why did Biden sneak to Ukraine? Why did he have a secret meeting with Zelensky? And did it have anything to do with Hunter Biden's job there in, in that country? And did it have anything to do with money laundering? Did it have anything to do with cover up? Uh, is there any way uh, that we can ever know the truth on that? And I would say, yes, there is. But uh, the Justice Department must become independent once again. And the FBI must be abolished because they've already proven that they will not be independent, but they will do what they're told. So we have so many problems going on there. But now we have proof again that the sheriffs are the solution. The sheriffs are the answer. Thanks By the way, check great, out our new website, show. ladies and gentlemen, cspoa.org. We revamped it. And at the top center is the video we did on election fraud history and the solutions. Check it out, cspoa.org. Become a member of the posse today. God save the republic on Brighteon TV. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. 
Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Wow. <clears throat> There's so much to cover, so little time. I'll tell you that right now. On Saturday, we were with James Edwards, uh, and we talked about the uh, incredible dishonest article written by Isaac Stone Simonelli. says Arizona-based sheriff group promotes members with ties to white nationalism. They say Sam Bushman was promoted to CEO of the Arizona-based Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. So they say that I'm a white supremacist. Um, I guess it's because I'm white, ladies and gentlemen. But then they tie all the evidence against me about being a white supremacist and everything else. They claim it all relates to the fact that, hey, the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, is the ones, you know, saying all this stuff. Well, now it turns out that 20 state attorney generals say that the SPLC has been utterly discredited as a reliable source. CNSnews.com with the piece. Uh, it is shocking how they quote the Southern Poverty Law Center for decades, Sheriff. We've been saying how criminal they are and how dishonest and incorrect they are. And now we find out even 20-plus state attorney generals agree with us, Sheriff. Well, they do. And they uh, this has been coming a long time, obviously. Uh, the lawsuit that I filed against them that was uh, dismissed on a technicality that still produced um, a apology or a retraction. They didn't apologize, but uh, they printed a retraction in their stupid Intel magazine. And uh, to show you how utterly stupid and ridiculous the Southern Poverty Law Center is, while I was teaching school, they sent their Intel magazine to all the schools across the country. And one of the front page stories uh, that they were advertising to, to, again, on the front page of this was about uh, a story about uh, discrimination. Um, uh, uh, Sam, this is so stupid, I even have a hard time uh, wanting to say it, but I'm going to. Menstrual cycles discrimination in our schools. And I'm not kidding. 
Yeah, and, gotta and have so, tampons in the men's bathrooms there, you know. It 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 was worse than that, <laughs> and uh, I I took it to my principal and I said, you need to be very aware, uh, the principal and assistant principal, you need to be very aware that this magazine is lunacy and uh, leftist communist propaganda, and it, the the article was even. Uh, more stupid and ridiculous than the front page uh, introduction of the article. Now, this and, wacko and that, that wrote this this wacko that wrote this article against me, though, um, you know, I would say this: I gave a speech uh, over a decade ago. Sheriffs will be backed by Americans that highlighted uh, me mocking the Southern Poverty Law Center even back then. Now, Isaac says in his article that I didn't respond to him. He's lying to you, ladies and gentlemen. I invited him to come on the radio with the sheriff, and he's so far not willing to uh, reply now. Is he afraid to come on the radio, you think? Of course, because his lies would be exposed in the first five minutes. Ooh. So, oh. No, they, they won't do that. Why not? If they want an honest, fair, open dialogue and narrative, and this is America, <laughs> why not? They don't. It's all about their propaganda schemes. All right, there you have it. Dr. Scott Bradley just emailed me and said, hey, you know what? We will save America. There's no doubt about it. We will restore the Constitution, but it will not happen in Washington, D.C. Local is the key. Is Boy, correct. howdy, is Dr. Bradley spot on on that. And we've been saying that. The webinar for the CSPOA, the posse, if you will, coming up in a couple of hours. And Jack and Sheriff Mack and myself will all be there to talk to you, take your questions and communicate We've got a revamped website at CSPOA.org. Have you seen that? Check it out. It's incredible. you got Sheriff Mack's incredible interview with One American News about gun control. We're going to be in Illinois on the 4th, so we thought that video would precede that very nicely. All right. Hang tight. Hour one in the can. Two coming up. God save the republic. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for February the twenty-first in the year of our Lord, two thousand and twenty-three. This is hour two of two. The goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property and to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Last hour, I'm telling you, Brady on TV. Killer show, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about a bystander, uh, a good Samaritan who saw a woman getting stabbed. He used his stab me, not his gun. Shot the thug trying to stab everybody. Stopped the crimes. All we need is good guys with guns, ladies and gentlemen. Sheriff Mack with us. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. And a quick comment on that one. Thank you, Sam. Yes, uh, I saw that story, and we talked about it last hour. And this is the Second Amendment uh, at its zenith. This is exactly what should be happening. And people think that it's a problem if there's a, a law-abiding citizen 
with a gun to stop these sort of things. And, and the propaganda machine that does not ever talk about this, the, the leftist woke media and the dishonest politicians that don't talk about these sort of incidents when a good, honest American defends other good, honest Americans who are being victimized and, and even worse, murdered. Uh, and then how long would that have gone on? How long would that stab, those stabbings have gone on if this person – this good American had not done this. Folks, this is a wake-up call story. Yeah, assault weapon becomes stab me not. That's what the new term for it needs to be called. Not only that, what if the uh, stabber, um, the person doing the stabbing, would have stabbed for a while longer but then got away to stab another day? You see, folks, this is critical. Now, Sheriff Bob Songer uh, of the great state of Washington with us as well. Welcome, sir, and your thoughts on this story. Well, good morning, um, both to you, Sheriff Mack, and you, Sam. Uh, well, I think you gentlemen are spot on. Uh, you know, it's a typical far-left woke bunch of whack jobs out there that want to take our guns away. And what they don't report is incidents like that that occur throughout our country probably daily in some cases, where maybe not somebody didn't get shot, but the mere fact that a good guy pulled a gun, the bad guy realized he had enough common sense to get the hell out of there. And so that's the kind of thing, uh, that's why we need to be armed in this country, our citizens. By the way, there's another story that says, bad guy with a gun meets good woman with a gun. What do you think happened, Sheriff Mack? (laughs) Well, uh, at least that's a, a 50-50 chance there. Uh, when women are armed, uh, they they actually come out of it unscathed about 80% of the time. So I give her the advantage because most most of the suspects that do these sort of cowardly things don't think their possible victim, potential victim, is armed. When they are, it's a, it's a surprise to them, and she uh, has that on her side. So national statistics show it's the best and most effective way to defend yourself. And, again, it's over 80% that they come out unharmed. Well, you're right because it turns out that the good woman with a gun stopped the bad guy with a gun. And uh, there you have it. So, yes, you're right. It's a 50-50 chance. But in this case, it turned out successful. For the good woman, Sheriff Songer. Oh, I totally agree with you. It's and we're seeing a increase in uh, gun purchases by women uh, in our county, and I'm sure other areas of our county. So it seems that it's a blue state, and they don't get much support from the governor's office. Um, but no, uh, and I encourage our citizens in Clickitat County, arm yourself. I'd like to tell you if you have somebody kick your door in at three in the morning. Uh, you call 911, we'll be there in 30 seconds, and we'll save the day, and we'll be heroes. That's nonsense. That's not the real world. The real world is we could be 15, 20, 30 minutes out due to our rural area, and by that time, the act has already been done. They've either been raped, murdered, or, you know, and so it, it's a homeowner that has to protect himself and his family. So Now, I'm check this out. Supporter. In Interlachen, Florida... A 67-year-old woman 
fatally shot an armed man who barged into her home early Wednesday morning. That's according to the Putnam County Sheriff's Office. Now, listen to this. Uh, That's what the Blaze reported. Now, the local sheriff called it a perfect example of why he fights for citizens' rights to own firearms, Sheriff Mack. Well, yeah, Um, and and Sam, uh, most every bit of this, what we're talking about, these statistics are in my first book, From My Cold, Dead Fingers, Why America Needs Guns. And, of course, that book has been assailed by SBLC and several others. But at the same time, if you just follow the history of the Second Amendment and the intent of the Second Amendment, there's uh, Dr. Locke's book says more guns, less crime. He actually documents uh, a million and a half times a year that citizens use guns in self-defense. So the slogan that guns save lives is absolutely true. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now listen to me, Peter Libera, with this piece. I gave you the example of the first 67-year-old woman with a gun that stopped this thug. Here's the second one. In Houston, Texas, an armed, masked thug man trying to rob a hotel got the surprise of his life when he pointed his rifle menacingly at the woman clerk behind the counter, but instead of grabbing the cash, she pulled out a handgun. Yeah, there's over a million views. But the guy basically uh, ran when he saw her gun. He literally ran away. There you have it. Two women with guns. You call them rape-me-nots, rob-me-nots, stab-me-nots is the new term for what they have lied about and called assault weapons. Sheriff Mack? (laughs) Well, I love those terms. Stab-me-not, rape-me-not, and it's absolutely true. Um, I think that's a good slogan to keep. This is not an assault rifle. This is a rape me not, a hurt me not. Yeah, and it was rob me not for this lady behind the uh, the hotel desk there when she pulled out her firearm and the guy ran. It was like, hey, rob me not. Thank you. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. See you later. <laughs> oh, there you go. And it happens over and over and over. The mainstream press is derelict in their duty of reporting it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I got a quick tidbit before we move to the reason we have Bob Songer on. We have him on for a bunch of reasons, but one specific reason. He's got a letter from the Washington Sheriff's Association he wants to bring to our attention. He's also got a warning for we, the American people, he wants to highlight. But before we do that, I was talking to Dr. Scott Bradley on Monday. And we had a guy by the name of Tom Hobbyland, or Havieland, on with us. He is a freelance data analyst. And um, it turns out that if you want to learn more about this, you can search on the Internet for a Midwest doctor And on Substack, this Midwest doctor writes a bunch of articles highlighting this. But in conjunction with well-known multimillionaire Steve Kirsch, Tom has conducted a nationwide study of embalming professionals, along with funeral home directors, etc. And over 80-plus embalmers are now verifying white fibrous blood clots. And uh, they say that the presence of these seems to correlate with the rollout of the vaccinations close to 90 embalmers 69 percent of those surveyors seeing the same thing these unusual 
unseen before white fibrous blood clots uh, in 50% or more uh, in corpses. And they say that they, the first time they've seen them is in 2021 when the vaccines rolled out. The reason that I bring this all up, sheriffs, is one for you to understand that study, more evidence coming out. But then get this. In a recently discovered report, it was by Dr. Robert Malone, the U.S. federal government has now secretly been tracking those of us who didn't get the COVID jab or are only, quote, partially jabbed. It's a previously unknown surveillance program designed by the U.S. National Center for Health Statistics, NCHS, it's a division of the CDC. Now, Dr. Joseph McCullough, along with Robert Malone, reports this. Now, listen, and then we'll go to you guys. The program was implemented on April 1st, 2022, and adopted by most medical clinics and hospitals across the United States starting January 2023. Under this program, doctors at clinics and hospitals have been instructed by government to ask patients about their vaccination status. And then it's added to their, quote, electronic medical records as a diagnostic code known as ICD-10 so that they can then keep track of who has vaccinations and who doesn't inside and outside of medical systems. These new ICD-10 codes are part of the government's plan to implement medical tyranny using vaccine passports and digital IDs. Can you skip the break for me? The government is also, quote, tracking noncompliance with all other recommended vaccinations using the same IDC codes. And they've implemented codes now to describe why you didn't get a vaccine because what they want to do is force those who won't take the vax into what they call vaccine safety counseling um and eventually the ultimate goal of these clowns is to force us all to take the clot shot sheriff mack then sheriff songer well that's an amazing story sam because i don't know if you remember but uh way back when i was uh, first married and attending uh, BYU in Provo, uh, Don and I lived in a mortuary. And <laughs> I know that sounds like a, an oxymoron because you don't live in mortuaries, but they had an apartment upstairs and we got free rent for utilities to help around the place. So uh, I went on body pickups uh, numerous times and I helped with the embalming. <laughs> Not that I not that I did any of the incisions or the, the necessary steps for embalming, but I helped put the person on the table and wash them down. Uh, and uh, then I watched the embalmings. Uh, and so I know exactly what the embalmers are looking at because they watch all the blood exit as the embalming fluid enters. And they would be it would be easy to look and see those blood clots and now that this is happening, uh, it, it strikes me as the football player uh, from Buffalo Bills who uh, all of a sudden went down and almost died on the field. If emergency people hadn't been immediately available, he would have. 
But it wasn't because of the chest hit. It, obviously, it was something else. And people said, oh, uh, doctors came on immediately. I know exactly what happened here. Uh, no, you don't. Uh, because this happens uh, all the time. And uh, Dale Bigtree does a presentation about all the athletes nationwide, young and old, as young as 15, 16, and, and uh, uh, up to, of course, as old as uh, Sheriff Songer and I are. But it, it's an amazing piece of evidence it cannot be reconciled and again the national media and the ama and other organizations that are pushing the false narrative that the vaccines work they are extremely dangerous and we've seen it and another one that we've seen is death rates in in children and birth rates that have skyrocketed that the birth rate is now uh, gone up. The death rate at birth has gone up 10% during the last two years. And so people keep looking for answers, and, and they and all they have to do is stop at this ridiculous uh, vaccine. Sheriff Songer, I want to get your take on it as well. Look, they're trying to literally force vaccines on us, never mind the fact that we've proven how dangerous they are now. The government lied, got caught lying. The media lied, got caught lying. The medical establishment, same scenario. Now the evidence is out that these vaccines are incredibly dangerous, and they want to force them on us regardless. Well, in in my opinion, Sam and uh, Sheriff Mack, in my opinion, this is just another step in one world order to take over this country in Marxists. Um, they have to control the masses, and they'll use this public health uh, gimmick, in my opinion, to force people into vaccination shots. And, uh, we've seen that. People got fired because they wouldn't take the shot and those kind of things. So, you know, I think this report is probably spot on. Uh, I think what they're after is they want to corral those who uh, will speak out against whatever the government's trying to sell. And, uh, and let's face it, there's big money in all of that for, for those folks. But the bottom line is, uh, just like with the COVID and all of that nonsense that went on, uh, is control. That's all they're after is control and identify those who would speak out against them. And you might add that uh, on a national level, uh, they're trying to get committees for uh, to track people who give out false information in their opinion. And Washington State has a um, substitute House Bill 1333, and we can speak to that in a little bit. But that's exactly what it is, that if you are at a school board meeting and you speak up, they will consider you a domestic violent extremist you speak out against the governor's dictates or or on a federal level against the president's dictates. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The reason I bring that up ahead of the document that we want to talk about the Sheriff Bob's, Bob Songer brought to the table really is because I think that they're, they've got a correlation, believe it or not, in terms of the moves by your government to jettison the supreme law of our land and literally go rogue. So, Bob Songer, let's talk about you put uh, 
you brought to our attention this incredible letter uh, from the Washington State uh, Sheriff's Association that is worth highlighting, but it relates to this very topic, right? Yes, and, uh, you know, it goes to the point where our our governor in the state of Washington, obviously, well, you're well known that it's well known that it's a blue state, an extremely blue state. And our governor and our attorney general, Bob Ferguson, uh, they are doing everything they can, uh, not only along the lines of shots and all of that stuff, but uh, controlling your uh, gun rights. Uh, I've got probably... I don't know, seven or eight gun bills that have been introduced this session. And uh, and it'll take you right away from owning. And <laughs> I always get excited when they say this, assault weapons. They scare the heck out of people. No, it's semi-automatic rifles is what they're talking about in high-capacity magazines. and and uh, But the sad part about it is if they're successful, in banding assault weapons, semi-automatic weapons. In other words, from this day forward, if it passes, you can't buy an assault weapon in the state of Washington. Well, it goes further than that, however. It goes to the point if you, you and you say, well, you know, uh, okay, I can't get an assault weapon. I'll buy me a bolt action or a lever action because I want to go do some deer hunting or elk hunting or whatever. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Part of that law is before you can even buy any gun, you have to permit, you have to get a permit, purchase a permit in order to do that. Now you say, well, okay. Purchase permit means there's a number of requirements on that permit. You have to go through a gun safety course. You have to, uh, you have to be uh, cleared by the local law enforcement. You have to go through, uh, which you, on the background, they're cleared anyway. But you have to go to a firing range, a certified firing range. And once you get all of that filled out, then you go to the uh, state government here and you say, um, you know, may I, I've got my permit filled out. Now, can I get another gun or a different type of gun? They may or may not, depending on they review it and uh, they give you that permission. Now, it's good for five years. And after five years, you've got to go through this process again. There's all kinds of things tied to that. Just just to purchase a gun that you're entitled to, for Christ's sake, entitled to under the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution and Washington State Constitution. Now, I believe that these two guys, our governor and attorney general, they're both attorneys. They know dang well that they're violating your constitutional rights, but they do not care, absolutely do not care. They figure, well, okay, sue us. <laughs> and they'll take us to court, and they'll fight us for their own tax dollars. So, you know, it's bizarre. And uh, I get frustrated over it. I tell our citizens that, you know, they can pass all of these anti-gun laws that they want, but I have no intention in enforcing them in our county. And, uh, and they can do what they want to do. And by the way, uh, they got legislation in there to take care of that problem. Uh, see, the problem is, and you gentlemen probably know this, the elected sheriff is only responsible for the citizens that put him in office or her in office. Unlike the police chief, and I've served as a police chief in Elko, Nevada for four years. You served at the pleasure of the mayor of city council. That elected sheriff 
his only boss is the people, not the governor, not the state attorney general, or not even Biden or a president. That's the fly. <laughs> that's the fly in the ointment. They cannot stand. They've got a, a law they're trying to pass right now. It'll come after sheriffs, law enforcement, if they don't follow the governor's dictates. That uh, that could be civilly <laughs> and criminally liable. So they're coming after sheriffs. There's no question about that. But I, yeah, I you guys know, just keep getting in the way, sheriff. Exactly, but you know, I enjoy <laughs> a good fight. It's a good fight. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a little long-winded there. I apologize. You're doing no, perfect, Sheriff Songer. And my question to you is, what do we do about this? Because there's an assault on our God-given right of self-defense codified in the Second Amendment. The supreme law of the land, the law says we have the right to keep and bear arms. But they're literally creating assaults at the general level via uh, whacked-out Biden. They're doing it state-by-state, yep. uh, state, uh, a.k.a. Illinois, Pritzker, and, of course, yep. in your state now as well. Uh, a big push is happening in Colorado uh, as well. Sheriff Mack beat Bill Clinton to the Supreme Court over this very issue 25 years ago, and I believe held back the tide of tyranny for 25-plus years, but now they're back at it. Sheriff Mack, let's start with you. Uh, what the heck do we do? Because, look, everyone everyone who's doing this is violating their oath of office, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, most, m- Many of them don't know it. I don't know how many of them n- don't know it, but most of them don't get it. But ignorance of the law is no they excuse. You swore an oath. They don't care. No, they don't care either way, Sam. Uh, their, their agenda is more important than the Constitution, is more important than individual liberty, civil rights. Well, I'm for Martin tossing them in the clink for that then because they swore an oath, man. They're criminals. Of course. Of course. Uh, and I asked Sheriff Root from uh, Illinois if he didn't think that was perjury, if you didn't, if you intentionally broke your oath of office. And, you know, he had to uh, think about that a minute because uh, no one had ever uh, had him think about that before. But uh, it's it's obvious that it is perjury. Will it go anywhere in the courts? No, I'm not sure. Probably not because those judges can't rule on something that they're violating also. So uh, it's, it's a it's a catch twenty two, but but this is the thing. <clears throat> the oath of office is required by law, and Sheriff Songer is absolutely correct. The sheriff only answers to his people, and that's not going to change. And these stupid laws that they're proposing won't go anywhere either. He answers to the people that elect him. There's no doubt about that. I got a little more clarification when we come back, but I want to ask Bob Songer the same question. These people are criminals that violate their oaths of office. We'll talk about it in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Russian President Vladimir Putin said Moscow is suspending its participation in the last remaining major nuclear arms control treaty between the United States and Russia. Putin said he would continue Russia's military campaign in Ukraine as the diplomatic gap between Moscow and the West is worsening. 
The remarks came during a wide-ranging address to Russia's federal legislature in Moscow today, where he again blamed the West for provoking what he calls the special military operation in Ukraine. The Supreme Court is set to hear arguments today in two cases involving Section 230, the federal law shielding liability from social media companies. A major winter storm will spread heavy snow and blizzard conditions through the Rockies, Plains, and Upper Midwest, and snow and ice from the Great Lakes into the parts of the Northwest today. Turkish officials are reporting another strong earthquake, and its aftershocks have struck southern Turkey and Syria on Monday, causing buildings to collapse and killing at least six people. The 6.4-magnitude earthquake shook the southern Turkish province of Hatay. Just after 8 p.m. local time last night, more than 400 people were treated for injuries across Turkey and Syria. After many U.S. companies are reporting a downward trend on their fourth quarterly report, Walmart has announced strong quarterly sales as shoppers move to the discount retailer for food and other essentials. This morning's announcement says sales rose 8.3% in the quarter that ended January 27th compared to the same period last year. New Mexico prosecutors have downgraded the involuntary manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin, reducing the possible prison time the Hollywood actor would face for the 2021 fatal shootings on the movie set Rust if convicted. Prosecutors removed the firearm enhancement and reduced the possible prison sentence from a minimum of five years to a maximum of 18 months. This is USA News. Hearing my cat purr good morning mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, they mean even more. I take Ibrand's Pelbacyclib. Ibrand's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrand's and visit Ibrand's.com. Ibrands may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrands may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Gentlemen, Sheriff Bob Songer, Clickatuck County, Washington, with us. We're talking about this open letter uh, that's been created by the uh, Washington State Sheriff's Association. Almost all 38 sheriffs are aboard to say, hey, you know what? We can't have these disarming of the people. It's unconstitutional. It violates our oath of office, etc. But these criminals that get elected to office and then turn around and do their very best to undermine the country uh, sheriff mack brought up is it perjury and i think there's a great case to be made for that but i also wonder is it treason when you literally undermine the very supreme law of the land that you've sworn to uphold and if you don't know we can educate you but if you don't care and if you violate these laws at some point i say what's the difference in that and treason treason is literally undermining your government eroding trust that the people have in their duly elected officials, et cetera, et cetera. When you go for broke down that road, now, before Richard Mack's case, I get that maybe they were confused. But now we've got a Supreme Court case saying, no, Bill Clinton, you don't have the authority. 
no sheriffs, you know, all these different, you don't have the authority to do these things. It violates the Supreme Law. Uh, Bob Songer, am I overstating the point? No, I think you're spot on, Sam. I think uh, you, you make a good point on this treason or, uh, you know, uh, false swearing, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. But unfortunately, and I think we all realize, a lot of people take the oath of office, swear in, uh, you know, they uphold the Constitution of the United States and of their individual state, and five minutes later they forget about it. It's just a ceremonial thing to them. They don't take it to heart, and they stomp all over it when they make silly far-left decisions to violate other people's rights. Uh no, I encourage sheriffs uh, throughout the country uh, on these uh, far left nonsense gun control laws and 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 laws, uh, you know, where they want to track what you say. And if you speak out against the government, then it's false information. You can be charged as a, you know, as a uh, domestic uh, terrorist, basically. Uh, Sheriffs need to stand up and tell them to pack sand. And uh, and if they get threatened to be arrested, and I told, uh, I've made it very clear in uh, my county, uh, if they pass some of these stupid laws that, in my opinion, violates the people's rights and and they want to, because I'll continue to speak out, and if they want to throw me in jail, go for it. And, you know, uh, they're going to have a battle on their hands. Uh, we're not going to just sit here and to get along and and uh, placate these idiots. Um, and that's what they are. They're bullies, and they push their way around. And if you don't buy into their politics, then right off the bat, uh, you're a white supremacist. You're this, you're that. And they come after your uh, profession. They come after your family as far as trying to destroy your credibility. Now, that's nothing but bullyism. And... Uh, and like I said, I enjoy a good fight. I tell him to bring it on. Sheriff Mack? <laughs> well, to be quite honest with you, I love listening to Sheriff Songer speak. He's a current sheriff. He's one of the best in, in the entire United States. Um, I love what he's done. I love what he stands for. Uh, it is a matter of integrity when you swear that oath. It's not just a ceremony, as he was pointing out. It is your commitment to your constituents, to every citizen, to every person, to every living human being in your county. You are telling them that you will do everything in your power to protect their God-given rights. That is huge, Sam. That is a huge promise. Amen. And, and Sheriff Songer has done his best to live up to that. I applaud the Sheriff's Association of Washington coming out unitedly uh, and powerfully uh, defending uh, the Second Amendment and the Constitution. And uh, we're now getting uh, several different Sheriff's Associations from across the country doing the same thing. Amen to that. Now, I wouldn't be so harsh on these people when I say they're treasonous, they're criminals. Like, I wouldn't be so harsh on them, Sheriff, if we had just a differing opinion about how harsh we should be or uh, different ways that we can go regarding the Constitution. I have respect for differing, uh, differing opinions, respect that, you know what, you may not see it as I do. I get that, okay? And I have a lot of patience for that. What I don't have patience for is when you directly undermine 
the supreme law of the land, which you have sworn an oath to uphold. Okay, now we're not talking about the same discussion. When Pritzker, for example, literally says, I will arrest law enforcement officials or I will um, you know, throw them in jail if they don't cooperate or they'll be fired if they don't cooperate or these kind of things. You're not just differing in opinion about how to handle something here anymore. You are using your position of authority to lord over people in absolute, complete opposition to and undermining the supreme law of the land. That's when I start to get really bold in your face going, you know what? No. That's a different ballgame than opinions, parties, differing thoughts. Sam, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't, I don't believe it's as egregious as you think. I have my choice to, um, uh, you know, I've got discretion in this matter. Okay, I get all that. But we're way beyond that when they literally try to take away your guns. That's when the founding fathers said to King George, uh-uh, not doing that. Um, and that's the problem, Sheriff. Yeah, which exactly. one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sheriff Songer first, then Sheriff Mack. No, you're spot on again, uh, Sam. You know, what amazes me is how people, oh, I don't know, a lot of the citizens, good citizens, um, blindly follow along on this real woke uh, nonsense going after the guns. I got a good friend, uh, I was talking to her the other day, and she says, well, Bob, why does anybody need an assault weapon? That's a military weapon. Why You don't hunt deer with that and all that. And I said, well, because they can under the Second Amendment. I said, secondly, why do you think uh, the Second Amendment exists? Ask her if she believes in a rape-me-not, by the way, instead of an assault weapon, if we call it a rape-me-not. Does she believe in those? Yeah, that'd be a good question. But I, I pointed out to her, I says, yeah, the Second Amendment gives you the right to protect your family, gives you the right to hunt with firearms. But the real purpose of the Second Amendment was to prevent government overreach in our country. That's what the revolution was all about. And uh, she said, well, uh, a militia, that's, uh, and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. The militia, I said, the far left like to read that as a National Guard or something. But the militia back in the day was young people uh, that was, if they needed, they could draw uh, on uh, to fight uh, fight, and uh, were required to be armed. And so they didn't have a National Guard when the revolution was formed. And so anyway, uh, I don't know if I ever got to her, probably not. But uh, bottom line is, I said, people have a right to have those firearms. Uh, They have a constitutional right to have them. And our government, especially in the state of Washington, is constantly, constantly under the Democrat control, is trying to dilute that Second Amendment, put all kinds of provisos on it, or requirements, even buy a gun that you are entitled to, period. And... uh, so it's an uphill battle. It'll continue to be a battle in our state. You know, one of the things I noticed, uh, guys, uh, the blueprint for the legislation, anti-gun legislation, they're trying to pass in our state. It almost mirrors, almost mirrors Oregon, California, Colorado, Illinois. And these are blue areas 
that you know these governors have gotten together and it's an organized effort to dilute and take away your Second Amendment rights. Sheriff Mack? Sad but true. And, uh, you know, Sam, we've all heard the question that uh, Sheriff Songer received from his friend, what he needed an assault rifle for. for. First of all, it's a moot question because law-abiding citizens with a, an assault rifle do not become criminals. Uh, law-abiding citizens do not use those uh, to create violence or cause violence. Never has happened. Uh, the only and very rarely are those uh, rifles used in the commission of crimes because they're very difficult to conceal. And when that person is going in to an area, into a grocery store or Walmart or whatever, even a school, they want to keep it concealed. So, and that's another thing. They know when they go into schools that they are uh, gun-free zones and that they're not going to be confronted by anybody. But the, the law-abiding citizen is not the problem, and it doesn't matter if they own one or not. And I answer that with none yet. It's none your business if I have one. Back in seconds, Sheriff Mack and Sheriff Bob Songer continue. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Sheriff Mack, this is a serious issue, and I don't think we need to go to the courts uh, as you did back in 96-7 range and win. We've already got a Supreme Court case president. Scalia articulated it incredibly well. 
summary of the court case available at CSPOA.org to learn more and understand not only the court case that was won by Sheriff Mack over Bill Clinton, but it also highlighted previous cases that hammer home the point. Um, but what we need now is good, honest men and women to stand up and nullify now. Sheriff Mack? Well, that's exactly correct. And the sheriffs are proving that. Uh, and where I will be on March 4th, uh, will uh, put a cherry on top of that I, uh, Sunday uh, or chocolate Sunday with whipped cream. Uh, because the cherry on top is just that. Uh, we're going to recognize the great work uh, that's been uh, the the basis and foundation for all of this that we're talking about. And that's the sheriffs of this country changing what's going on. Simply saying, no, that will not happen in my county. When you have 90 out of 102 doing that in Illinois, and the some odd 30 or so in uh, Washington, the great state of Washington, uh, that, that means Democrats and Republican sheriffs are coming together because they're recognizing uh, the criminal corruption of Washington, D.C., and of their state capitals and state legislatures and governors. There's not time or money to go ask permission from courts to keep your oath of office as these good men and women are doing in law enforcement and in the sheriff's offices across this country. I, I applaud uh, Sheriff Songer uh, and, and his good support system known as Franny and, and the people of his county, but they should not be filing suit. They simply should be doing what they're doing. Put the letter out telling uh, the attackers of the Second Amendment it's not going to happen in my county. You might find some other county where you're welcome, but it won't be in Klickitat County, Washington. And numerous other sheriffs are taking that stand. And, and that sort of stand has happened in Florida, in New York, in California, in Washington, in uh In Utah, Ohio. at one point we had 28 out of 29 Utah. sheriffs say they won't go along with gun control. This is one of the quintessential issues in which we were founded and that we stand for now, Sheriff. Absolutely. All right. We got a whole lot to talk about before the end of the hour that I want to get to this interesting tidbit and get um, Bob Songer's take on this as well as Sheriff Max. The headline says this. Finally, January 6th surveillance, surveillance video is being released. Then it says Tucker Carlson's crew given access to 41,000 hours of video, Bob Unruh, WND.com. Now, everybody's all jumping for joy and believes this is going to be incredible. They believe that, wow, now we're going to get pay dirt and everything else. And my response is this. I don't think so. No offense, but I don't trust any one person and or entity to get special privilege to view all this stuff. Kevin McCarthy made a deal with Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Tucker and Fox can go look at it and report whatever they want to, and they act like this is opening up the information. I think it's a lie. I think Fox will play Stooge Boy, uh, Water Boy, for the government on this. I think Tucker may be uh, Water Boy and or go along or be forced to go along. I don't know. 
Or maybe Tucker won't review all of it. His staff will, and they'll betray him and not give him the information. I don't know. But Kevin McCarthy, shame on you, you thug. Why don't you release all 41,000 hours to everybody in the public and let every researcher scour it for information? Why don't you just release it? Why do you have to have a special privileged stooge boy uh, to release it? I'm not impressed at all, Sheriff Mack. Well, uh, my first inclination was, why don't you just look at what Epic Times put out about it? <laughs> that was completely available to them. Well, the they did year. that. They did that without the forty-one thousand hours, though. And just imagine if the Epic Times could update their video with that forty thousand hours, but they're not going to get the chance to because it's all going to Tucker Carlson. Right, right, which is very uh, suspicious, at least, because you're right. Uh, why do they need? Why do they need to use Fox? I believe Send to it control to it, to bottle it up, and to pretend they've released it. Send it to everybody. Let the Epic Times, let me, let everybody scour through these hours uh, of data. Why do you have to give it to a specific group uh, and give them a special privilege over everybody else? It wasn't the Fox that released the Epic Times incredible video, the other side of the story. It was the Epic Times. It was people like Alex Newman at the New American and the Epic Times. It was people... Okay, the, these are the people that have reported the truth on this. It's been WND.com. It's been The Blaze. It's been all these groups. Why narrow the scope, Bob, unless there's a fly in the ointment, unless there's a game being played here? Bob Songer? Well, <laughs> this is just my opinion, guys. That whole thing was a cover-up on the government's part. I think they had plants in there. Um uh, uh, it, it, it just stinks. It doesn't pass the smell test. I think if there is video released, what guarantees do you have that it's all the video and it hasn't been edited to some degree? And I just flat do not trust the uh, the government when it comes to Nancy Pelosi and uh, Biden and uh, Obama and that whole crew. Uh, I believe that... Uh, Yes, uh, it started out uh, as a demonstration, but I think it was incited on the part of the government to uh, to give them backing to control, uh, well, control the speech, basically. Uh, why don't they let Newsmax cover it? Uh, you see where DISH and AT&T, uh, uh, the telephone uh, AT&T, are... Uh, are uh, taking Newsmax off the air because they don't want conservative talk. But they left Matt, uh, Fox on there, and unfortunately, Fox was a good uh, good take at one point, but I think they're leaning left, so I don't have a lot of comfort, comfort level with Fox uh, reviewing that, uh, Tucker. Uh, no, I think there's a problem there, and I don't know if we'll ever get to the truth. Uh, Sheriff Mack and myself been in law enforcement a number of years, and I can tell you when that young lady was shot by the Capitol Police, uh, that was kept, uh, the name of the shooter was kept quiet for some time, and uh, they wouldn't give it out any information. How do you think that would play out in a, uh, in a um, police department or a sheriff's office if uh, we, uh, one of our officers shoots somebody uh, never. Uh, it would never happen. So, uh, it, like I say, it doesn't smell. It doesn't pass the smell test. Sheriff Mack. Yeah. 
Well, uh, he brings up some very good points, and we know for a fact that what he said, uh, there were provocateurs there. There were uh, Antifa people dressed up like uh, Trump supporters in MAGA uh, T-shirts and hats and whatnot. And one is on Epic Times, where a lady that was at our conference that all three of us attended in outside Houston two years ago, just a little over two years ago. No, exactly two years ago right now. Um, and she was on the Epic Times video. And yeah, she her was name was Victoria, people, and she came on the radio with me yeah. literally the day after the event to tell what happened. Yeah. And she would have been on the same day, but the government blocked all the communications, and we couldn't get her on the very day, Sheriff. Right, right. And and so she she told these people, Trump people, Trump supporters don't do what you're doing. Why are you doing this? And they said, shut her up. And so they started physically assaulting her for what she said and was doing. Uh, if that's not enough evidence, there's mountains more, mountains more evidence. And, and yes, not, not only was Ashley Babbitt killed by a peace officer in, inside the Capitol, but it was not justified shooting. And, and yet they've completely covered it up. And he got to go on uh, CBS News and, and talk about it and, and say how he feared for his life because he couldn't <laughs> kill her without saying that. Feared for his life. She presented no threat to him whatsoever. She was not armed. She was just going through a window, which, yeah, she shouldn't have been doing. But his uh, trespass does not. Well, there's even the evidence that she lethal. went through the window because she was getting smashed by the mob uh, and uh, she was trying to stop people and the mob was attacking her, too. It was her way to try to get to the police and escape and get protection uh, from what we understand as well. So, you know, this whole thing is completely wrong, but it just shows the government's narrative. They want to destroy this country. And that's where I kind of get this treason point, too. It's like, hey, you could shoot an unarmed woman climbing through a window. You can literally have your cops invite people into the Capitol, but then claim they're trespassing. You can go ahead and deny their God-given ordained rights to keep and bear arms and all this. And you can create this election integrity fraud on votes. And then we speak up and you call us terrorists. Sheriff, yeah, no. Mac, everybody can see uh, the attempt to destroy this country now. That's treason, is it not? No kidding. It, yeah. it is. It is. And, and this is going on worse and worse all the time, Sam, and it. And it, I, I'm proud, again, of the solution that we're seeing in Sheriff Songer and hundreds of sheriffs across this country. All right, let's give Sheriff Bob Songer uh, the final word. Sheriff? Well, uh, you know, I think we're all in agreement that that whole thing smells on January 6th. Uh, the government had, I can tell you, if I had a deputy that shot somebody coming through a window on a trespass, uh, uh, <laughs> There's a good chance not only the deputy would be terminated, but it'd be a good chance that uh, uh, that officer could end up doing time for that. Um, but they skip right over that. I, I would like to say one parting word. Uh, I've been in the business over while, well, right at 52 years now, and very proud to serve as law enforcement, obviously. But you know, I served many years and uh, taken the oath of office and really didn't think about it too much. And then come around uh, September, in uh, 2018, uh, they wanted to pass this anti-gun law here, uh, I-1639. Uh, I spoke out against it uh, because I'm a big Second Amendment guy. And so did Lauren Cope, who was a police chief of uh, Republic at the time. 
And Sheriff Mack invited us back to Mesa, Arizona, and presented us with a plaque, uh, uh, Sheriff of the Year and, and uh, Peace Officer of the Decade for Lorne. And you know, that opened my eyes. And I'll always, always be indebted to Sheriff Mack for opening my eyes what a constitutional sheriff is all about. And thank you, Sheriff Mack, uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you are the guiding light in this country for sheriffs, and more sheriffs need to get on board. Sheriff Mack, you're going to finish thank up, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Sheriff. Uh, it, I couldn't have done it without you <laughs> and uh, and numerous uh, other sheriffs just like you. Uh, friends this, and patriots across America, you just, the last two hours, got to witness the importance of constitutional sheriffs across this entire country. And your mainstream press, ladies and gentlemen, just think how derelict they are on their duties. They call the blind guy in the room the white supremacist. Go figure. <laughs> These people are off their Thanks. rock crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Sheriff Songer. Thank you for what you do, Sam. Thank you, Sheriff Mack. By the way, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Become a member of the Posse today. The Posse's coming up in a little over an hour. Oh, great stuff, folks. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. <laughs>